Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Ooh, one of the signs of fall is in my hand right now. For those of you checking out the video today, Super Talk TV, well, you know, the red spiders are blooming. This, of course, is Lycoris radiata, named radiata because of the radiating stamens that come out from around the base of the flower. It's uh, known as red spider lily. It is in the group that can be generally referred to as naked ladies because they come up without any leaves around them. That would be the notion of, but the actual one that is known as naked ladies is the cousin to this one however the reason for me carrying this thing around today is not just because they're pretty and i like them but because red spider lilies are one of the plants that signal to you it's time to plant turnips okay did you know that well it's also time in this case to plant beets we can do all of those things because we're gardeners and this is weekend gardening thank you so much for deciding that this particular broadcast belongs in your ear today or whatever day you happen to be listening. Thank you for that so much. My name is Nellie Neal. I'm known as the Garden Mama, and it is beyond words how happy I am to be here with you today. Luckily, it's still a little too chilly to be out in my garden, or I would be more eager to be out in the garden. Um, This has been quite a week. I have put off almost everything else I was supposed to do so that I could spend more and more hours outdoors because the weather has not been unpleasant in Zone 8 where I happen to live. I'd love to hear what it's doing where you are, and I believe it's been fairly pleasant and going to be that way for this, this May. For those of you who have not been in the southeast before, this is fall. After next week, it either becomes summer again or it becomes winter. just kind of depends on where you are. So enjoy this because it's brief. This particular moderate range of temperatures, moderate range of humidity doesn't really last very long around here. That wisdom and other bits and pieces of knowledge you might want to use, as well as what's going on in the world of green That's what the business of this program is today, beginning and always focused on your phone calls and your texts. The Supertalk call line is 888-808-8637, and the C Spire text line is 601-879-4395. Greg in Nettleton has already popped in today. Good morning. Um, very different. Yes, weather's much better. Oops, he's, that's wonderful. Nelton's seeing his breath while working in the yard this morning. <laughs> well, that's kind of how it is. Just a little bit of, as they talk about all those things that we don't recognize around here. Frost on the pumpkin. <laughs> once in a while, though. Once in a while. So stay tuned for that. This particular week in the Garden Mama, all things Garden Mama weekly newsletter, I had the great pleasure of writing about some of my favorite plants because this is the time when we start looking around to see what we're going to put indoors and where we're going to put them and do we need some extra light and how's that one over there doing and do we need to repot it and do we need some this, you know, all these kinds of questions when the plants do well outdoors all summer. 
there's some things to be done. At the very least, you need to inspect them and make sure you're not bringing inside any pill bugs or spiders or other critters that you're not interested in having indoors. But on the other hand, it's also time to think about repotting a few things, um, especially since they'll be able to stay outside a bit longer and get used to their new digs. I'm, uh, I'm in trouble. I have the, the, if you are the lovely person, thank you so much, sweet lady, who brought me a tiny Dracaena about four inches long. I'm pretty sure I was in Columbia at an event there, but I, I don't, don't count, don't count on that. Anyway, at a garden event. Um, and, and I said, well, thank you. And I did put it in, potted it. It is now five feet tall and has other things coming up from the base of it. Other uh, bits of the cane are, are starting to sprout at the base. And frankly, it's got to be repotted. All of the uh, roots are coming out the bottom and everything. Sometimes you have more success than you expect. <laughs> and that's the case with this magnificently beautiful Dracaena marginata. I hope that you have one that has done better than you expected too. Um, frankly, it's it's that it's that time. And if you subscribe to the newsletter to the All Things Garden Mama newsletter, this particular point in time, if you subscribe before November first, you will get all the issues all the way to the end of the year. But you will not be asked to subscribe to renew your subscription until December of 2022. So give me a give me a shout, Mama on Air at yahoo.com, and I'll send you all the information. Jared in Gulfport. Ah, must be nice there this morning. What's going on, Jared? Welcome in. Hey, how you doing? Doing great, thanks. What's up? Uh, well, I've got some, uh, I live in Gulfport, Mississippi, and I've got some hibiscus plants that I've replaced my hedges with in the mm-hmm. front of my house. And I was calling to see what do I need to do with them to preserve them for next year, or do I just need to plan to replant them and like with new ones next year well the the tropical hibiscus it it really depends on your setting in gulfport if um if you were in my the 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 green space between my my great aunt's house and the one next door to her where barely any wind ever blew you know (laughs) that's where they would send us to wash the sand off our feet because you know you couldn't you couldn't get in any trouble over there the hibiscus might make it all winter on the other hand if they're exposed out in in a hedge situation as you describe you may want to be taking some cuttings or digging some plants up they may make it and they may not it just really depends on the severity of the winter and it's not the most reliable choice. Bet it's beautiful, though. My goodness. Oh yeah, well, they, they they look great. So so the best thing to do is just kind of cut them back a little bit. I would take some then, cuttings and root them so you have some because you can you, you can grow them as a house plant. You'll have next year's ready. You know if if any of them do get lost, but I'd leave them. I would just take cuttings off of them and root them so that you have at least your favorites for next year in case you need them. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Mama. I appreciate you. Thank you much, Jared. Good to hear from the Gulf Coast today, always, of course. 888-808-8637. That is the Super Talk call line, and that's what Jared was using. You can use it, too, um, wherever you hear the sound of my voice. Well, that's what we're doing. Now, we've got another diet plan, y'all. You know, I hate the word diet. I want to call it a food plan, but nobody ever wants to do that. We're going to talk about that today. We've also got some information about, uh, you know, you ever, you ever ter- think about the term fits and starts? In other words, something's not, it doesn't proceed. We always talk about how we want plants to grow 
in a thrifty manner. We want them to grow as expected one step at a time so that we know that they're getting all that they need and putting on all of the, for instance, caliper of a tree or expanding the canopy or whatever we're trying to get that plant to do. Turns out that as plants began, though, they didn't do that. They were in fits and starts. So we can talk about that today. There also is some... uh, I don't even know. I I found myself writing about funeral plants this week, and I, I'm – well, let me just try this one out on you. I really do believe that just as we have funeral recipes in there, it's not all with humor. These are, these are actually – we realize that the food that comes to someone's funeral to the reception afterwards or to the house for the family is one of the greatest gifts of love that anybody can receive. And it is, yes, very true that the more you are loved, the better the food is. Oftentimes, shall we say, there'll be less from the deli and more from the home kitchen kind of thing, um, depending on who it is. And so I found myself thinking about plants that way. I do believe that gifts of plants, because I get so many requests from people to help take care of them once they come home from the funeral. So I really believe that we need better information about the plants that we give to people, but we also need to understand that the living plants are a wonderful, wonderful thing as long as you know how to take care of them because it can be very sad to watch that otherwise happen. Oh, my goodness, the maple tree broke off. Yes, I would, I'm would. i saying I would say so. Um, we're in Biloxi now. With with Mr. Shack, this is um, I would let it grow. I would I, I don't think I'm going to try to root the branch that that broke off because that's very difficult to do. If you did do that, it would it would be really surprising. I'm not going to say don't, but I'm saying it's very difficult. However, the tree may very well grow back from what's left there. Oh, my goodness. I might plant another one 10 feet away, though, just in case, just in case or be ready to do that maybe next spring. Um. <laughs> Amanda's in Pike County. Uh, she has quite a traveling companion today, my friends. You all have seen pumpkin-headed scarecrows and all these sorts of things. Well, she's she's using a basket, and it's even better. I, I have to, I got to tell you, that's adorable. That's really funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh and John is having remarkable success with propagation in the water in Tallahatchie. I don't even know how to tell y'all what's going on in these pictures. Y'all are great. One of these days, we're going to find a way to put them out there, um, you know, in a way for you. There's uh that's very true, Ken. Thank you for that comment about our food plans and the need for balance. I, I have said this morning, and I've said a couple of times this week, that I, if I had a superpower, it would be the ability to give myself the energy and stamina that I had, oh, when I was 30. I don't want to go all the way back to 20. That'd be a little radical for me, but 30 would be good. That's that's before I had children. And I, I, I really have so much to do in the garden, and the weather is so good, and I'm enjoying it so much. But there's only so many hours that I can go before the arthritic knee says, you know, you need to sit down. And the rest of me says, no. <laughs> don't we all? Oh, my goodness, that's pretty. Um, Dave from Ripley has got the the... That's really interesting, and they grew differently, too. There's, there's sugar maples at the same time. One of them is taller and greener, and the other one is changing colors beautifully, just like we would expect it to. 
I, there's not a reason I can't I can't analyze this and tell you why this is. The first thing is that trees are different one from the other, even when they come out of the same nursery yard, you know, the same propagation world. Okay, so that's the first thing. But in looking at this, there's something that has caused the, the tree on the right that is still solid green and is bigger is getting more of the fertilizer for more of the year than the one that is on a flatter ground and has actually turned into more of a maple tree shape and has the color developing on it. So if you called me to your house and you said, I, I need to, I need your advice, what should I do? I believe I would say take the, mul- take the grass out from around the bigger tree and put mulch around that base out to the drip line. Don't fertilize that tree next year. And let's see if it can go ahead and color up. I think maybe the lawn food is settling there or that just the soil there is that much richer for over the history of time. And in that case, because the tree is bigger, it's greener, and they were planted at exactly the same time. So I'm thinking that that's the issue. There's been more nutrient, maybe not applied, but more made available to the green tree. Okay, that's what I would do for that. I hope that helps. There's always... A question, I suppose, about I actually have a question for you, um, Garden Mama. Uh, what would be the best way to start gardening for our viewers who are trying to garden for the first time or just when is the best time to do it? Is it best to start in the fall or best to start in the spring? It's actually best to start in the fall because it's easier. <laughs> so in the spring, you plant, and it just gets hotter and hotter and hotter, and there's more and more and more bugs. But in the fall, right now, you can start with a container of good soil and four lettuce plants from the rack at the garden center and be eating salad in about two weeks. You know, it's that easy. Now, there's plenty more stuff. You can grow from seed. You can start with a lot of other things. But if I was going to start today, I would start with a container of good, well-drained potting soil, some lettuce plants, and some radish seeds. Radishes don't take but about a month to make anyway, so they're very rewarding. That can, you know, they'll, they'll make you happy if, if nothing else. And at this point in time, I think that's a really good place to start. Besides, it's a good salad. It's good for you. Okay. We, we've also got um, – we're going to get you gardening before it's all said and done. This is that mind diet. We've had so many diets, good heavens. And they're all they're all good food plans for somebody. Exactly who depends on which one it is. So this is a, a hybrid of the Mediterranean and the Dash. Now we've talked about the Mediterranean diet here before. We've talked about the Dash diet, the dietary approaches to stop hypertension. And they're a little bit different. But what they have found is that combining these two actually does more for you than either one by themselves in terms of maintaining your cognitive function. And for those of us who worry about that sort of stuff, and don't we all, we're, even though you may begin to have the plaques and the other things that we recognize as markers of Alzheimer's and some of it, though, is just normal. It just happens as you age. And so if we can continue to keep a nutrition program or a diet that is helping us to ward off those things, it does actually work better. They've been studying this through the Rush Alzheimer's Disease Center's Ongoing Memory and Aging Project. Now, this has been going on since 1997, and it has been, it includes people living in the greater Chicago area. 
Most of them agreed to, all of them agreed to undergo annual um, clinical evaluations and to have their brain autopsied after their death. So they did not have dementia when they entered the study. That's what makes this so powerful because everybody is subject to these things. And when you have people that say, okay, then fine, after I'm gone, do the work so you can see what happened, that gives us that are still alive the opportunity to understand what this is about. Now, the people did questionnaires all through this time and what they ate and what they did and what they did, but there's 15 dietary components. And I'm telling you, it would be really hard to be on this particular food plan all the time. You have to think about it all the time. I can barely remember to eat Cheerios every day, so this would be hard for me. You have to eat at least three servings of whole grains, a green leafy vegetable, and one other vegetable every day, along with a glass of wine. Now, that's sort of like my salad every day, um, water before beer, you know, or water before wine kind of point of view that I have anyway. Snacking most days on nuts, have beans every other day or so. You can't. This is, I mean, I have to literally put down the what day it is. Now, here comes the hard part. Um, you have to in, limit the intake of particularly unhealthy foods. That is to say, <clears throat> harumph, no more fast food, no more fried food, no more sugar, no more sweets. What do you think the chances are I'm going to leap into this? Not too good. Not too good. Now, I'll try. And I do pretty well. I do remember the Cheerios and the banana. Good grief, this is a lot of work. Where's Rebecca Turner when I need her? We need to talk. More food, more gardening, more plants. This is Weekend Gardening. business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Think of all the comforts your family enjoys around your home. When you include propane appliances throughout your home, you can have even greater comfort from endless hot water to softer clothing and cozier heat on cold winter days. With an all-propane home, you'll also enjoy greater efficiency and energy savings compared to all electric homes. Go to PERC.com and ask why propane. The answer will be clear. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Green. The new degree of comfort. 
Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, there's, there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Hunting season is almost here, and to help you celebrate our favorite time of the year, we've just got in a huge selection of rifles and shotguns, as well as the ammo to go with them. Our gunsmithing department is offering fast turnaround on firearms that you meant to turn in long before now. The only problem I'm having is my wife, Jane. She got mad at me because I bought a new shotgun for dove season and hadn't said a word to me in two weeks. But, you know, the more I think about it, that's not such a bad thing after all. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Encella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from All Britain's Jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John All Britain. At All Britain's, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell. Whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary, you can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen All Britons as their diamond store. can't stop that rain when it decides to be coming along. The good news is that other than a little bit of a shift and therefore higher humidity the next few days, we're not looking at much rain in the southeast. I, I, I say that, and the next thing you know, there'll be a tornado warning, but that's just because things change all the time. The good news for all of us as gardeners is that this is traditionally the, the run-up to, um, the, as I learned when I first arrived in Mississippi, the run-up to the Mississippi State Fair, which is certainly not the landmark for everybody, but it is for most of us in central Mississippi. This is the point where we better get that fall garden planted. Otherwise, everything's going to be too busy and to get too cold too quick afterwards. So if you haven't already done those that bit of vegetable and flower farming for right now, let me assure you, it's time. Hurry up. Let's go to the back to the phones now. Welcome in, Lawrence at Carthage. Hello, Lawrence. Thanks for being with me today. What's on your mind? Well, Miss Nellie, we've got a, a beautiful red rose, 
that we brought with us oh, 10 years ago from Pennsylvania, where we'd had it for several years, and it had the most beautiful fragrance, wonderful fragrance. Well, uh, twice I've had to dig it up and put more soil, good soil in there because we we're on a terrible red clay pan, and it was getting too much water mm-hmm. in its feet. And so recently I did that. It wasn't blooming. It wasn't growing anything. So I did that, and it started growing. It has produced about five or six beautiful red roses, and they have almost no smell. Hmm. Do you happen to know the name of the rose? Well, I... You know, through the years, we've had two different ones like that. One was a Mr. Lincoln, and the mm-hmm. other was, I think, Kentucky Wonder or something like okay. that. Um, Mr. Lincoln, I can tell you a little bit more about, and I was hoping it would be that one. Very popular on the East Coast, very popular in the South as well. Um, but it doesn't smell in the heat, and that's one of the things that's different about it. It has. There are other roses that barely smell in the springtime because it's too chilly and they smell a whole lot in the summer. But my Clotilde Super and Mr. Lincoln and a few of the others actually have more fragrance when the temperatures are not as hot. Well, so hopefully the next round, you know, they'll bloom again in a month or so and they'll they'll have some fragrance. Otherwise, I would have to attribute it. You know, not that things don't change because they do, but I would just attribute it to to the difference in nutrients that it's getting. And I might suggest not this fall, but next some, next spring, maybe change your fertilizer. I don't want you to fertilize it anymore this this fall because you'd end up with too much soft green growth that could freeze. But when you get to it next spring, you might want to give it a, a rose food. You might want to give it something a little different next time. That might help. But they definitely smell less in hot weather. Well, I, we're cooling off now. Maybe it'll. Yep. Maybe it'll. And they may. They, they'll. The next ones maybe may improve. It's one of those. It's just one of those funny things. You, it's not true of all roses. One of the. Th- I, I know about this just because, for years, we didn't really think about breeding fragrance into roses we were actually more concerned about that nice big flower and the strong stem and you know the other qualities so once we got back into trying to make sure that they smelled like roses too people started to notice things about the ones that like mr lincoln have been around for a long time it's just another piece of piece of the puzzle well my wife just came in and said it is definitely mr lincoln oh good uh, well i hope i'm right and it will and that it will improve in the next month well, thank you. Sure. I appreciate that. At least I haven't ruined it. Oh, no, indeed. No, indeed. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Take care now. Tell your wife hey for me. Anybody that'll that'll um, be growing a rose enough to dig it up twice and, and reset it gets my, my hats off because that's not an easy task. <laughs> not an easy task. I am fascinated by... A couple of things in this world that I know nothing about, and one of them is glaciers. One of them is dinosaur, that whole world, you know. Um, We talk about what ended the dinosaur's world, the extinction events. Sometimes it's that the the climate changed dramatically, and by that, that's where the glacier myths come in, or not myths, but those theories come in. There's all sorts of other things. Asteroids, you know, hit the Earth. There's all kind of suggestions. But I'm I'm kind of fascinated that we believe we know where the end of the dinosaur era was because I didn't even realize that they had these the specific information. However, 
University of Washington is really into this. They organize big field work to go out and dig up stuff and see what they can find. In this particular project, um, the volunteers, paleontology staff, K-12 through educators, part of Dig Field School, and students from University of Washington and other universities. <laughs> can you imagine having to cook for all those people out in the, in the countryside while they're digging up stuff? Well, there you go. That's part of the work. They worked into... Hell Creek Formation, which is a geologic formation back 68 million years old. What they generally do at these sorts of things and why this is so different, a lot of times they're digging up one dinosaur, and it takes all summer, and you've seen it in the movies if you haven't been to a dig. They got four this time. And that's why this study is going to be literally studied for another generation. This particular piece of bit of fieldwork is really putting together what life was like at the end of the, quote, dinosaur era. Now, they'll be going, taking them back to the Burke Museum there at the University of Washington. The public will be able to actually watch the paleontologists do the final taking apart of the site so that they can bring out the fossils for preparation. But what they have looked at, the dinosaur fossils are part of an ostrich-sized theropod, a group of meat-eating two-legged dinosaurs, that's the Tyrannosaurus rex types, part of the legs of a duck-billed dinosaur, and another part that could be the rare ostrich-looking thing called an Anzu. I thought that my kids collected all of the dinosaur models. They didn't have that one. I don't know about this one. But it's really neat. Could be even a new species. And a Triceratops specimen consisting of its skull. Wouldn't that be fun to be there and have that, have the, those discoveries? Just to learn so much more about what happened and how it happened and when it happened, frankly. Put those, put some dates on stuff, you know? I like that. I think they're doing a real good job. University of Washington, if your kids decide they want to go to school there, that's probably why. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> Let's see. Um, hello, Mike and Madison. Thank you for tuning into the stream. Is it, I can't take, it's too, is it too late to root? Indian pinks or Indian hawthorns? I don't know what she's looking for. But that looks like a good recipe up there. <laughs> Brenda's and Brandon. Oh, that's pretty. Maypop vines. That's lovely for the fritillary butterfly. That's just lovely. She says many of the caterpillars are attached on the, the house there. And it looks crazy, but we love the butterflies. Isn't that the truth? I was out yesterday um, watching a swallowtail bop around and just thinking, how lucky we are. There's so many places in the world where even when times are good, you don't see butterflies. And we're lucky. We're, we live in a place where they like to live, too. It's really important for us to appreciate that. Oh, my goodness. That's nice. Really nice that you have inspired stories about roses. We're getting lots of um, comments in about everybody's favorite roses. Mr. Lincoln was really about the third rose, that the third hybrid tea rose, I should say, that I grew I also grew um, Double Delight with along with that at the same time. It's a red and white one. And those roses in the vase, well-conditioned, just last for ages. We don't, we don't grow roses for cutting as much here because there's so many places overseas that have more than enough. And they come in here and they're, frankly, cheaper than we can grow them. But the good news is that we do have some that we can count on. 
And that's certainly a couple of them. How about that? The dinosaur era fossils. Good grief. I don't believe I'm going to study... <coughs> excuse me. I'm not going to study paleontology anytime soon, but I really would go here and watch that. I'd love to go to the museum and watch them do that. That would be fun. I love the the idea that you don't have to go um, all the way out to the woods in order to see things happen. And in this case, they're bringing all of that excavation into the museum so that it can be a more public display because it's so rare. Four at a time, that doesn't happen. I like that. Very, very much. Really good story. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven, and of course the ceasefire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. When I first came to Mississippi, or shortly after, I hadn't been here very long. I was uh, taken up to where they said the glaciers had been. And of course, Mississippi being part of the Mississippi Valley, there were there were glaciers here at one time, and. <laughs> They talked about what they find in in many of those places. We do have we do have loess, we do have lime, we have lots of things in in the soil that are indicative. But no one no one can yet tell me how come I got stuck with the red clay. That that's not a glacial. I'm sure it says some event in there in the the ecology geology of the world. But if you look at a map of most places, the soils are not as diverse as they are in the southeast. In because we're so it's such old forest and old soils, you'd think they'd be a little bit more alike, but they're not. It's kind of fun. Um, that's really interesting about old old rose bushes. That's very important. Oh, good question from Alan in Batesville. When you plant purple top turnips, which you should do by the way today, do you put the fertilizer under the seed or on top of the ground? It kind of depends on where I'm planting it. If I'm planting it, for example, in my uh, grow table that's about a six-inch deep soil and it's already had something that grew in it last spring, I'm going to work the fertilizer into the soil because I'm going to be sowing all the way across it and then I'm going to be thinning it out Okay, as I go, whether it's turnip greens or, or lettuces or mustards or whatever. But if I'm growing in a bed or a row that hasn't, that that's just brand new that I've just made, I'm probably going to wait and just put the fertilizer on top of the ground around the plant, around the area where the seeds are coming up. Because there's, there'll be enough there to get them started. And you don't want to, for example, if you're fertilizing an entire row, we do what's called drilling. Um, you go along the side and put the fertilizer along the side where it will be available to the root zone of the plant. But you don't want to fertilize all that other, for instance, the soil that you're walking on. All you're doing then is ending up with more weeds to, to have to deal with. So if it's in a bed that has been used before, I'm going to work in some. Or if it's a flower pot or a bed that you're going to sow all the way across, I'm going to work the fertilizer into the soil itself. But if it's in a row or if it's a brand new bed, I'm just going to add fertilizer on top once the seeds have come up. I hope that will help some. Um, but it is a good day for all that. I, I'm, I've got to get my. I found some seeds of Tokyo Cross white turnips. I'm going to see whether or not. You know, I told you I was planting all the seeds. I'm going to see whether or not they'll come up. Most of the lettuces came up, um, so it's interesting. Joe's in Madison about debugging the plants to bring them inside. Well, the first thing to do is just go and literally where plots are sitting close to each other, separate them a little bit, and then 
you can look at them. Take a gloved hand, pick up the leaves, look at the top of the soil, maybe fiddle around in a little bit. If the roly-polies are going to wander out on you, they're going to wander out right then. If you have had problems with insects in your containers, you more than likely would want to drench the, each flower pot before you bring it inside if you've had soil-borne insects just with an insecticidal soap mixed up as a drench. You you run that through, and then you run through some clean water about an hour later, and you're, you're, not, you're not hurting the roots. You're not doing anything except maybe suppressing a few insects. Um, I want you to groom the plants. If your plants are trying to set seed, for example, this would be a really good time to either let them set seed if you want them to or trim off those seed pods if you don't. And it's it's a it's really important to make sure you don't have any bugs in them, that you don't have any roots popping out the bottom of the container. That means you need to repot the plant. And that you do go ahead and give them, if you bring them inside in, say, a month or so or even three weeks, it, it would be fine to go ahead and fertilize them a little bit now outside. But clean them up, groom them, look out for bugs, and... No, take a few cuttings if you want to propagate some things. This is, uh, I, I noticed this morning that the, what I think will be the last, there's another bud, but I don't know if it's going to open up. It's on a weak leaf um, on my night blooming cereus. And, and it had another big, beautiful flower today. I, I grow hooker AI, which is the one that does does not open until late in the night. And so, therefore, it's open when I get up in the morning. I didn't do that intentionally. It's just the one that was given to me. But if you enjoy those plants, know that this is about when they get finished. And this is when we have to start thinking about how you're going to fit that thing back in the house. Mine is, well, mine's wider than I am tall. So it's it's going to be a challenge this year. The other two are a little smaller. That might work better. But it is time to start thinking about those things. Get yourself some supplemental light if you need it clear off the tables and well i don't know what else we might do maybe a little bit maybe a heater maybe a humidifier we can talk about it we got a few weeks to work on it this is weekend gardening are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. 
Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And away go troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Thank you so much for being part of Weekend Gardening today. I was walking in the back garden yesterday um, talking to myself about what all needs to be done. Again, another one of those moments of wishing for um, younger strength and superpowers. Ooh, what I could do with, you know, the bewitched type nose, just move that tree, all that sort of stuff. That'd be great can't do that but the good news is that there is a lot to do so walking back there and this is the time of year when i'm always giving um, much praise and great thanks to the spiders that are able to survive the winds and the storms and the craziness that goes on at this time of the year in in all of the backyard some beautiful ones yesterday 
all of whom seem to be very happily um, taking care of some of the insects that I don't want to have to deal with. So they're working on that for me. And I thought about the people that are really, really afraid of spiders. And I recognize there's people, there's some, there's somebody that's afraid of everything. Okay. There's probably people that are afraid of me. There's, there's certainly a couple of dogs and cats that don't like me very much. And they might even be intimidated by me, but they're probably not afraid. I'm a little bit intimidated by things that I don't understand, particularly if they are alive. But I've never been, I mean, I've, I learned early on which spiders I wasn't supposed to mess with. And I've never been particularly interested in messing with them. So I guess that's why it didn't bother me that they exist and I, they actually do a lot of hard work. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Researchers from the University of Basel, though, are letting us know today that, well, not everybody feels that way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't usually laugh at my own jokes. It's not my joke. It's theirs. Writing in the Journal of Anxiety Disorders, which is a very real thing, and anxiety disorders are very real things. But I love that we are now using a smartphone-based augmented reality app called Phobies, like phobia, but phobies, P-H-O-B-Y-S. This is the name of their app. I don't know if it's available. I don't know what it costs. But this is what they have developed to help people lose their fear of spiders. Now, it, in a clinical trial, it has shown uh, the subjects really experienced less fear of real spiders after just going through a few of the training units with the app, even in their homes. But I did not realize that fear of spiders is one of the most common phobias. We decorate everything with spiders for Halloween. I would not have thought they were any scarier than pumpkins, you know, to most people. But in fact, they are. So most people will try to avoid them. I have actually seen people go running out of my back garden because there are some pretty impressive spiders and spider webs back there. But as I say, they work very hard. So I'm glad that they're doing that. But. The the whole business of exposure therapy, like when they, when you're afraid of flying and they basically take you to a simulator so that you can learn what it's going to be like and therefore how to cope with how you feel when it happens. We've done that with spiders as well. But it, it there are people that were unwilling to even apparently experience that. So the app or the, the as we would say, AI-based um, one seems to be working. Pretty interesting. We'll, we'll know more later. I'm sure it'll be, um, you know, all over somewhere. Somebody, there'll be people testing it everywhere at some point, just like any other app that gets popular. I don't think it'll rival TikTok, but it's probably going to have some fans along the way. What do you think? Ooh, I don't have picky eater children, and I think I've just learned why. Um, now, my children had, which I've told you this before, I apologize to them if they're listening, any of them today. Um, there were times when parts of the children would not eat anything green, and other times when anything that swam was off the plate. I still don't quite understand why, but those are things that they were picky about, but they weren't picky as in, I'm not going to eat anything except French fries for the rest of my life, which I have one friend whose kid said that. Um, boy, was she surprised. <laughs> but pressuring children to eat, rewarding them for eating all of those things that that you can't leave the table there's children starving in india people that are my age have heard all of these things you had to you, at my house you had to take get to take a taste okay and i pretty much raised my kids the same way you, you, i need you to take a taste 
because otherwise your palate isn't going to develop to where you will ever like anything different than what you're eating right this minute. And despite what you think, the whole world is not chicken nuggets. So we need to, you know, we need to expand our horizons a little bit. They didn't like it, but they did it. And now as, as grown-ups, I mean, I, I was famous for, oh, I don't care whether you eat it or not. You just have to taste it. And apparently that's the right thing to do. Forcing kids to eat, telling them that someone else needs that food, which, of course, as we as kids always said, so send it to them. I don't want <laughs> whatever it was. And, of course, none of that's real. But, I mean, it was real that there were people starving. But kids turn up their noses at everything, somebody along the way. And if we can deal with it, we can find out, for example, it's the texture of the food or it's the, in my case, the kids, the color of the food or where it swam and that sort of stuff. You can find other things for them to eat. But my attitude, which this study from the University of South Australia endorses, I'm surprised to say, hardly anything I ever do gets endorsed by a study, but... They're they're saying the same things that I thought, which was that if there's food around, the kid's not going to starve. And if they eat something odd for a while, okay, fine. But, yeah, you got to have – there's more more eating if you're at a table with the children. I know that's hard to do, but trust me, it, it, it really does make a big difference later on. Um, even, we, we had dinner at the table together even when everybody was eating different things. We would still sit down at the same time and eat it because I wanted that – community and that camaraderie among them um and it, it, it's just a duh thing you know if you if you if you feel if you make eating a big deal the kid's going to get fussier apparently um there's also the don't the, here's the other theory that i have that does not in the study if you ask a child what they want to eat they're not going to tell you okay they might tell you that they want the chicken nugget they might tell you they want potato chips they might tell you this or that but they're not going to tell you what they actually will eat but if you put the plate on the floor next to where they're working on their homework and it has grapes and cheese and crackers and things that are not bad for them, they're going to eat all of it. Try it. It works. I'm happy to pass along that parenting tip. Not that anybody cares, but it really, really does work. And, in fact, getting kids involved in preparing the food, getting kids involved even in the growing of the food also goes towards getting them to be less picky in what they eat. And um, I agree with Ken, let, let them cook with you. It, if you've had your hands in it, it does help. Um, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm one that, do, I, I, I grew up knowing that I could go in the kitchen and do something. You know, somebody would show me what to do, help me out if I needed some help. But I do know people who were raised to think that they shouldn't go in the kitchen. You know, that was mama's territory. It was daddy's territory. It was somebody else's. Um, and I think that'd be hard to get over. I don't know. But I think I think that would be difficult to get over. <laughs> we'll see. My goodness. Coming up in the next hour, I've got a whole bunch of information for you about, frankly, squirrels and uh, strawberries. Not, not, the two, not that the two were related. Fall grasses the diversity of flower bulbs that we're working on um, at this time of the year because everybody's getting ready to order some things or plant some. We've got uh, some fireproof fabric. And to go along with that, if your kid comes and tells you that they're going to remake all of the medieval gunpowder recipes to test them for the science project, just say no. Stick around. This is Weekend Gardening.
We're the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation offices. Farm Bureau is a grassroots organization with county offices serving all 82 counties. From Adams to Yazoo and every county in between, we have local county boards affecting change all across Mississippi. And every Farm Bureau employee is working to improve the quality of life for everyone in the state. When Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Put propane to work. Propane has become a leader in the industrial market because it offers a number of key advantages over other fuels such as lower emissions. Propane-powered forklifts produce fewer emissions than gasoline and diesel forklifts. Not only that, but when you look at site-to-source emissions, propane's totals are even fewer than electricity. Choosing forklifts that run on American-made propane reduces dependence on foreign oil and keeps jobs at home. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence is your one-stop shop for AR-15s, parts, and accessories. They have a certified in-house Cerakote facility, and they offer a 100% lifetime warranty with on-site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit 144 Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free Guardian rifle of your choice. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence, where customers are game. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It was just over a week ago when President Biden issued his vaccine mandate. Governor Tate Reeves told Paul Gallo on Super Talk Mississippi, Biden simply does not have the authority. He doesn't have the legal authority to issue vaccine mandates, but he wanted to change the conversation. He doesn't want to talk about anything but illegal immigration across our southern border, anything but Afghanistan and the many other absolute travesties that are occurring in, in our country and across the world because of his lack of leadership. And the entire Ole Miss football team has been offered a name, image, and likeness deal. According to Forbes, each member of the Rebel football team was offered a deal from the Blue Jean Delta Company, with those who accept receiving a free pair of custom jeans with a retail value of $450 in exchange for at least one social media post per month through January of 2022. Forbes states that 33 players have signed, with more expected to join over the next week. I'm Andy Davis. What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start. My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need. My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov. 
Hey there, what are you doing today? Would whatever it is be easier with faster, more reliable home internet? If you said yes, we have good news. Plus, you could save up to $150. Viasat offers high-speed satellite internet wherever you live, even if cable providers don't go there. So you can get online today and tomorrow. Go to Viasat.com slash connect now and save up to $150 on select home plans. That's V-I-A-S-A-T dot com slash connect now. Minimum 24-month service term. Service is not available in all areas. See Viasat.com for additional terms and conditions. Mississippi is moving forward on The Voice. I'm Haley Green. I'm 15 years old. Oh my God! I was actually here two seasons ago. Green was chosen by Blake Shelton to join his team. I'm excited to work with you. You got cool hair. And welcome, Team Blake! Thank you! Green's a student at St. Martin in Ocean Springs. You might think you're redneck, but I'm rednecker Philadelphia native and country music artist Hardy will headline this year's Bulldog Bash in Starkville. He'll take the stage at 9.30 on November 5th downtown. Admission is free. Among other things, he's performed with the Florida Georgia Line and he wrote God's Country by Blake Shelton. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Action in the Southeastern Conference today finds Ole Miss taking the week off to get ready for Alabama next week. But LSU will be in Starkville today to take on Mississippi State, and they'll kick that game off at 11 o'clock this morning at Scott Field and Davis Wade Stadium. 9 o'clock will be the airtime this morning on the MSU Football Network. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles will travel to Tuscaloosa to take on the number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide, who are 3-0. and The Golden Eagles are 1-2. and They'll kick off at 6.30 tonight at Bryant in the stadium. Other action in the Southeastern Conference involving conference opponents, Georgia, will be at Vanderbilt. Texas A&M will be at Arkansas. Tennessee will be at Florida. Kentucky will be at South Carolina. Other games, Missouri takes on Boston College today. Georgia State is at Auburn in other Southeastern Conference action today. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Compassion. Determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start. My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need. My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov. 
Football action comes to the capital city this weekend. First of all, today in Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium, it will be Jackson State versus Delta State. Two o'clock kickoff for that one. And then on Sunday, it will be Southern University versus Mississippi Valley and Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium on Sunday. They'll kick off at two o'clock on Sunday in that one. And then on Monday, the 54th Sanderson's Farms Championship Tournament will get underway at the Country Club of Jackson. Monday will be the John Sewell's Foods Pro-Am. Then on Wednesday, the Allen Exploration Program will get underway. In between those two, it will be Women's Day at the Country Club of Jackson featuring Catherine Wolf, the stroke survivor of Courage and Hope. She will share her story of survival and recovery at the Women's Day luncheon at the Country Club of Jackson during the Sanderson's Farms Championship Tournament Week between this week and October 3rd. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hey baby, it's fall, y'all. Yep, it sure is. We have changed seasons, and that's good news. That means that we are moving forward. I read a quote from somebody that I think a lot of this week, and I don't want to directly quote because I'll get it wrong, but... I like all that old music, you know, like we play around here. I like all that old music, but some of those old people are making new music, and you should listen to that. And I agreed with him. I, um, I've begun listening to a few of the, shall we say, more modern masters, and um, I'm enjoying that. I'm, I may bring some of them here to you or not. I, I don't think there's enough places where we hear these truly ancient bits of music that um, I'm, I'm happy to bring to you here on Weekend Gardening. But there's some good new music out there too, so I'm I'm thinking about it. He's right. I can't tell you exactly what he said because it's not suitable for radio. <laughs> I hope that you're suitable for radio today. Appreciate you being here. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven is the Super Talk call line. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five is the ceasefire text line. Questions have been coming in there today as well as on the phone line. I um got to the breast of who is this Big Mike in Madison's question about Indian hawthorn and azaleas. It's a little on the late side for rooting those right now, but there's a good chance you can root them from hardwood in the wintertime. Not right now, but in another eight weeks or so. So we can talk about that then. What you're looking for to root azaleas and Indian hawthorns and most other woody shrubs is wood that is semi-hard. If you go out there now and go back from the tip of the branch down about four inches and bend it, it's probably going to snap, okay, because that's real woody by now. And if that's the case, that's very difficult to root. On the other hand, if it's still a little bit on the soft side but not too soft, you can root that. Um, the idea would be to take a four- to six-inch cutting, cut it on a slant at the bottom, roll that in some rooting hormone or have some liquid hormone that you can pour onto the soil after you have stuck the plant, stuck the cutting rather, into the into it. But I like the rolling. It's kind of old-fashioned, but more people still do that. And give it a place to be that it can be, as we say, not too hot, not too cold, not and not dry out. Anytime we're rooting a cutting of any sort, 
We're trying to keep the top from wilting before the bottom can develop new roots. So that's why we all, it's, it's often a question of what kind of condition the wood is in and also what kind of condition the top of the plant is. So thank you for that. That's a real good question. We have uh, nothing but jealousy for Trey and Grenada. New tomatoes, beautiful, 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 beautiful. Love, love, love that. And, of course, we've been talking about getting plants ready for moving indoors. I I made a decision this week that I think I don't, I don't think I have enough tables to put up by each window, but my front, some of my furniture is going to get remade into tables or something because I've got more plants to bring inside, and I actually have enough windows and enough excess extra light, supplemental lighting, I think, but you never know until you go around and look and consider it. Um, and there are some things that are too big to bring in the house. I've got to worry about that, too. Uh, the peace lily that is Doris, you all may you all may remember Doris. Doris is more than 20 years old now and um, has had many children over the years. <laughs> I've divided that plant many times. And now I have two that are about as big around as hassocks you would put in front of your couch. Those are a little tougher. They're, they're, they're going to need a bigger space than I have for them. But I'll find one. I'll find one for them. No question about that. When you talk about moving all those plants, though, um, Shaq Bully wants to tell you to, to stake your tree. That's why he believes his, his maple. He didn't stake it, and his maple snapped off in the storm. Well, if you're going to stake the tree, though, the, the, the baby trees, be aware that just like anything else, they've got to stand on their own eventually or they won't be strong enough to stand on their own. So the first year, okay, maybe part of the second year, but be sure that you're not leaving that Tied, leaving that tree tied up more than that. Um, I would really rather see it be one year if it needs to be done at all. Okay, And I recognize, yeah, that was a windy location, and when it's exposed, of course, that's the place where you do need to use a, a stake or a tripod to, to hold the tree up. Just don't leave it there too very long. I'm, I'm uh, seeing too many where you go back three years later and it's still there and the the tree has actually grown into the wire that was on it to hold it up. That's not good. That that doesn't work well at all. Okay, gunpowder. You want to know more about gunpowder? <laughs> well, I'm reminded of Dr. Kaku, who talks about his mother realizing that she was raising a scientist when he had the radioactive stuff out in the storage shed. She told him he was going to have to Go the, go to the lab with that. She couldn't have that in the backyard before he blew up the garage. That's another. Everybody has stories about that sort of thing. That's because we all look back and kind of gloss over this notion in in, in truth that medieval gunpowder. We just think, well, it just was brought to us in the Western world from China, and that that was that. Well, it's never quite that simple. And we don't have any statistics to tell you how many people blew themselves up. However, um, spreading by the 13th century, there there was an awful lot of interest in trying to figure out how to make better gunpowder. Yeah, that's right. Well, these people went back and not only researched through all the recipes, but then they mixed up the stuff. And it's all varying ratios of potassium, nitrate, sulfur, and charcoal. But some of those recipes also included other things like camphor and brandy 
and no one's quite there there were reasons but they didn't make any sense in terms of the the gunpowder itself so these guys mix these things up and and gals uh, Don and Cliff and their team and they they identified over 20 gunpowder recipes pre 1449 okay <laughs> 15th century gunpowder Oh, I'm so glad they didn't do this at my house. But they prepared the powders, measured the energies before and during combustion, differential scanning, calimetry, all those kind of things that, you know, bomb studies that we are aware of. They also tested a few of them at a West Point firing range using an early a replica of an early 15th century stone-throwing cannon. In other words, the gunpowder would have been used to blow the cannon, blow the ball out of the cannon, okay? Blow the stone out of the cannon. Fascinating stuff. Um, percentages d- changed. Lower heats of combustion. Safer recipes. As if there was going to be a safe recipe for this. But after 14 AD, um, the, they started really going for the reducing because things got to be expensive. Everybody started understanding it. Fascinating stuff. More and more additives. Didn't really show any energetic advantages, but it may have had other benefits. I'm not sure. I don't know what I would do if 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 you're you're you know college age or post grad, let's say child or boyfriend or girlfriend came and said, "I'm going to go and mix up medieval gunpowder this year and test it all." You'd say, "Send me the tape." You know, I don't know if I want to know all of that, but send me the tape. Pretty amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I have the same thing. Corinne and I both have autumn sedums, um, the the autumn joy sedum that have laid out, bloomed way too early, and now they're developing little tiny leaves all along every stem. Man, oh man, we can literally. I'm, I'm cutting part of mine back, but I'm also cutting some of these pieces off. I'm going to root them. Um, it's really unusual. It's really unusual. Um, and yes, I was talking about strawberries in the newsletter. Corinne's a subscriber, and she wants to know if you can find them um, at garden centers, or do you need to order and so forth and so on. You can order, but ordinarily, and it make sure that it's in the South and that it's there's a whole bunch of people in Alabama that you can order strawberries from by the flat. Um, we've done that here several times, and then disperse them, dispense them around to people. But you can also find because Bonnie plants grows strawberry plants. You can find them anywhere there are Bonnie plants. You may have to ask um, for the the garden center to get some because Bonnie, but they do deliver every week, so they can get you some. So that's it's a good place to start. I do love some strawberries, and this is the time really to prepare yourself a bed for them if you don't already have them. Joy has a 24-inch high Nandina growing in a pot. How nice. Um, would it survive on the south side of the home planted in the ground? Yes, it sure would. It would be in full afternoon sun, no problem at all. Um, I would probably move the pot over to the west side now and then plan to plant it You know, so that it's going ahead and getting that greater amount of sunlight. and You can water it some more and get it used to being in that exposure. And then next month when it's shrub plant shrub transplanting time you won't have any trouble getting that done that's great what a great idea i do love nandinas um i have one that is now gotten so large i've got to take it down and i'm 
I'm hoping I, the last time I had to dig up a Nandina, I literally cut it in half, dug it up, and replanted it, and it's still there. I mean, it has literally grown up and turned into a huge plant. But they don't all transplant as well, especially when they're old like this. So I would say enjoy it if you can. Um, but if since it's in a container, it should transplant just fine. Particularly, it's the first time. Um, that's true. Why would you put brandy? I don't know why would you put brandy in there. I have no idea. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. Talking about gunpowder recipes again. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five is the ceasefire text line where all of this other conversation is going on. Um, and I really wish, Corinne. I wish I could tell you why this Autumn Joy Sedum has done this to both of us, but we. we we both have experienced the, the usually the flowers don't get as t- the stems don't get as tall as they did this year. That may be because there was more water in the bed. It's not I don't water the plant, but it's in a flower bed, um, and and that may be why they came up and then fell over so precipitously. But I have flocks blooming right now that shouldn't be blooming. Um, there's just it, things are just doing all sorts of crazy things. But the good news is that if you're interested in more autumn joy sedum, all you have to do is run into somebody that's had this happen to them, and we've got literally branches of the plant that still have their flowers on them that have dropped every leaf and now have little bitty plants growing along those stems, which they're supposed to do. That's how sedums multiply. But you just don't usually see all of this happening at the same time. It's a little bit unusual and, and I guess, beneficial um, if, if you want more autumn joys. If you are keeping up with our ongoing firefighting season out west, you know that uh, that's a very difficult, difficult situation. You may have seen the wrapping of some of the really ancient sequoias in a, what looks like aluminum foil but is actually much thicker than the aluminum foil you have in your kitchen. It's a, 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 a fire retardant product that has been used for other things, but now they're wrapping it around sequoia trees to try and keep them safe during these dangerous, dangerous fires. Um, we have, for years, those of you who, who are a little bit younger don't really realize that there used to be pajamas that were not flame-proof fabric. Now that that's become a thing that you have to do. You have to use flame-proof fabric for all of that. But some of those things are really uncomfortable. Sometimes you um, you find it's it's stiff or it's hot. It's it's not as stiff and hot as the fabrics that are have been impregnated at for for um, insect control. Those things I swear I think you need to wear them like a coat because they're so heavy and, and intense. But flame-retardant cotton textiles, they're a little bit tough. They they suffer. They release chemicals. They're uncomfortable to wear. So what they've worked on now is an, an independent, chemically and physically independent network of flame retardants inside the fibers. Now, this is some ins- insanely serious technology. It retains the inherently positive fabrics of the cotton fiber, which, of course, you know, three-quarters of the world wants anyway. That's the best natural fiber there is. But in for firefighters and other emergency personnel, we really need this clothing to be better and fire, better and seriously fireproof. So that's what we're working on with that. And then now it's gotten a whole lot better. There were many, many more compromises that had to be made than, than we have now. So now we've got some that are, can actually be washed 
and retain their flame retardants. I like that. I think that's important. Let's see. Um, John from Crystal Springs is asking about Crystal Springs this year. I actually have not heard the final information about that. So stick around. I think I think so. I think I'm speaking, but but let's let's find out. Um, maybe Sean can call in today. <laughs> I've uh, I don't know about that, but I do know about potato guns. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Y'all are trying to get me in trouble, getting me to talk about things I'm not supposed to talk about. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of that, the strawberry business, what we are, the people say, well, I see these things that are advertised all the time, ever-bearing strawberries. Well, sometimes people have success with those in the Deep South, and other times we don't. We have a little bit different world for growing to make, growing strawberries, and we grow them from the fall through the winter into the spring and pick them for weeks and weeks and weeks in the springtime if you're able to select early, mid-season, and late varieties. So um, there, if you have existing plants that have survived, you might have some of the everbearing or you may have some that just made it through the summer, which they don't always do. This will be the time to rogue them out, to dig them up, reset their babies, and take the, the mother plants that you're taking out and put them into another place, put them into some containers or somewhere else to hold them for a while and see if you can get them to multiply some more. Then you put the babies back into the new bed. That makes a whole lot of sense. Um, the other thing that's difficult about strawberries is that they really do prefer a, a hay mulch to pine straw or bark or anything else like that. And the reason is that the, the hay itself is denser and it's still loose for the water to go through, but it's a thicker fiber. And therefore, it can hold the strawberries up off the ground more effectively which keeps the fruit clean and keeps it away from the slugs, which are just about our biggest pest problem in the springtime of the fruit itself. Okay? Lots and lots of day-neutral or short-day varieties are available, and that's the ones you're looking for. Everbearing is mm, maybe okay, but what you're going to find this right now at garden centers and to order for the South are going to be day-neutral or short-day varieties. We can talk more about that, talk more about this and the other thing, because this is Weekend Gardening. What are you doing today? Would whatever it is be easier with faster, more reliable home internet? If you said yes, we have good news. Viasat offers high-speed satellite internet wherever you live, even if cable providers don't go there. So you can get online today and tomorrow. Go to Viasat.com slash internet now and save up to $150 on select home plans. That's V-I-A-S-A-T dot com slash internet now. Minimum 24-month service term. Service is not available in all areas. See Viasat.com for additional terms and conditions. 
Give your customers a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high-efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders, too. All propane homes, on average, are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at Barone'sTreePros.com. That's Barone'sTreePros.com. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Come and listen in to the radio station where the mighty hosts of heaven sing. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. 
on if you want to hear the songs of Zion. Come up from the land of endless spring. Get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Heaven's glory share. Heaven's glory share. Turn your lights down low. Turn your lights down low. And listen to the master's radio. It's just so hard to interrupt, John. That's such a good tune. Welcome in, y'all. I'm so glad to tell you that the numbers of gardeners have increased and during the pandemic, as we know, and they are not decreasing. I have been reading up on some things from uh, other folks who are in the garden writer business, garden radio business, and we are all in joy about this. Now, in fact, there are some places, I've told you this for years and years, And I'm going to tell you again that a lot of places don't get to do gardening on the radio 12 months out of the year. We do because we garden 12 months out of the year right here. The good news is they've got such strong listenership in some places that some of those programs are going to be continuing. I got a note this week asking me, what do you talk about in November? And I said, well, in addition to talking about the fact that Frankly, our fall foliage really does hit the peak in in that part of the year in many parts, like Tishomingo, you know, our beautiful, oh gosh, my goodness, the beautiful northeast corner of our state just lights up. And I also talk about getting ready for poinsettias and getting ready to plant bulbs and are your tulips in the refrigerator? And she said, there's really more going on there, isn't there? I said, yes, we do stuff all the time. Now, you want to talk about it in November on Cape Cod, we might need to talk about forcing tulip bulbs by the fact that we have our extra refrigerator out in the garage. You know, We can talk about all of that sort of thing. There's an awful lot of gardening, though, that goes on 12 months out of the year. And I'm really happy to tell you that we have the chance to talk about it here on Saturdays. You can listen to the podcast. You can listen to the rebroadcast. You can go to On Demand and, and put me in your pocket and take me with you wherever you're going. Anytime you want at supertalk.fm. Now, African lilies are, we always think about Arabidopsis being the plant that everybody experiments on, but I'm happy to tell you we've got another one to talk about today. Arabidopsis is not the only plant that we research. African lily, our friends, the agapanthus, which sometimes they actually don't do as well as we'd like. That's usually because they're in heavy soil or because you're watering them too much or letting them get too wet. Okay. That's what really we'll do in agapanthus. If you think about Lily of the Nile, you think about agapanthus, think about a highway median, the space between the two parts of the freeway. Those, that's where they grow them in California, and they're beautiful. Nobody waters those things. No, you know, they're already, most of the time, now they do transplant at a larger point than we do. We don't just transplant the bottom of the plant. They transplant something in flower, but at the same time, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stay that way. The good news is that folks at Stanford have been really working on these particular plants. According to a new classification of the complex nature of plants, this particular plant, Agapanthus, African lily, has 12 different parts in its reproductive structure. Some of that's on the seed. Some of it's inside the parts of the plant. But in comparison, just for you to think about, a fern, every fern, has one reproductive part. So how do we end up with plants that have 12 and plants that have one? Well, that's where the folks at Stanford have had to look at the diversification that occurred in plant history 250 million years apart. 
I'm telling you, they didn't all grow up at the same time. They sort of went into this plateau, this sort of stasis, you know, um, you lose the first six pounds, but you can't lose the next six. We all know about that plateau. However, flowers are more diverse than any other group of plants, and because they have to produce colors and pollination opportunities and at the same time delight us and or other creatures and nourish us, but they're very, very intricate. They're, they've already got parts that have got to be seriously protected in order for them to continue to reproduce. Well... The complexity makes it difficult for scientists to compare flowering plants unless we look at them from this meta level where we're looking at actually how these things came to. They classified the number of different kinds of parts based on observation alone and then took it into the lab to check on the rest of the ways that we can understand how things diversified. 420 million years ago or so, the Earth was had no trees. It had no terrestrial vertebrate animals. Okay, this is a long time ago in the history of our Earth. We did have our friends, the arachnids, by this point. Yes, that would be the spiders and scorpions. Oh, boy, some of our favorites. And the tallest (laughs) at this time in the Devonian era, I remember them teaching us this in school and me thinking this was so crazy, but this is still what we understand as fact. It is not, the, the research has not changed. The largest land organism period at that particular time was a 20 foot tall fungus Mm -hmm. that's right looked like a tree trunk well it had a lot to a lot of work to do and big changes happened quickly land animals came along and changed really rapidly and the plants changed as well and multiplied the number of parts that they had and the ways that they attracted the pollinators and the that's this is how some plants survived and others didn't the ones that were not able to get pollinated, well, they went by the wayside. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, th- this is interesting stuff with uh, with fun stuff. I really appreciate all of this. Thank you very, very much. You're very nice to tell me that you like this. I, I have had, um, I've had a, a nice set of comments this week. Not the same as you put me to sleep, but as that your voice is soothing, your voice is calming, and I really do appreciate that. Times are not ever simple and easy. The reason why some folks, and I'm guilty of this occasionally, the the reason why we look back and say, oh, the good old days is because your brain is a wonderful thing. Your brain massages off the stuff that wasn't wonderful for the most part. Not that we don't keep trauma. We do keep that's why there's PTSD. That's why there's issues that we all have. But when it comes right down to it, your brain is a wonderful, wonderful thing to really do scrub away some of the things that were not so pleasant. Um, I remember I wasn't that crazy about second grade, but if I think about it, second grade is when my eyesight failed and I was so nearsighted and so I was so tall I was in the back of the room and I was so nearsighted the teacher thought I was cheating because I was looking at my friend's paper and of course in second grade I'm happy to tell you I didn't know a thing about any of that they took me to the eye doctor I was fine but the point is I don't remember all of that that would have been seen as trauma at the time to accuse a child of cheating that wasn't but all I remember is loving my glasses okay 
So that's, that's what I'm saying when I tell you that the brain massages things. It's not that we lose them. It's not that they're not in our brains. It's just that the ones that come to the surface for us to reflect on when our brain is working are the ones that contribute to today and move us forward. Um, for example, today I have three different pairs of glasses, and I like two of them. <laughs> so that's, it's not that they have different frames. They do, but it's because they were different prescriptions, and some of them work better than others for different things. Things do change all the time, though. The whole world changes. Fortunately for us, on a daily basis, otherwise the sun wouldn't come up or go down. We'd just be in some, you know, static state. We wouldn't like that. This last moon rise and whatnot has been so beautiful. It's been such a joy to have. And, of course, having the opportunity to see some of those changes over time does make a big bit of difference. I was talking to a friend who's about 15 years older than me, and she said, you know, one of the things that I've had to reflect on is that I, I go to a lot of funerals. She said, but on the other hand, it means I knew a lot of people. And I believe that that is one of the pieces of, that your brain is able to reflect on for you and to keep you looking towards, as, as the musician David Crosby says in a recent interview, he's 80. In his, he, he says, you know, that was all great, but I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the music of next week and next year. Well, my goodness, I I should have such great, you know, I should hope for everybody to be able to do that. Um, I don't know, however, if I'm looking forward to this new coffee, harumph. I know that we have coffee issues. I know that we can't grow enough coffee to satisfy the world. I know that they have to do something about it. But those crazy Finns, the research people over in Finland, are now... announcing that they have successfully produced coffee cells through cellular agriculture. In other words, no tree, no beans, (laughs) no nothing nothing that I love. They are making it in a laboratory in Finland, and they smell and taste like conventional coffee. I don't believe it. But maybe they do. We'll, We'll have to wait and see. It is very difficult. Coffee is not a particularly sustainable crop. And that's why those of us who like it as much as we do search for it on sale and, you know, buy things that that buy more than we would want because we're afraid the price will go up. And it always does go up. But interestingly enough, they're developing coffee production through plant cells, trying to work. What what happens is the cell cultures float in the bioreactors with the nutrient medium, which we always we always think of as agar agar. It's not in this case, but it's that sort of stuff. So that it can that has been used to produce various animal and plant based products, and they initiate the soft the coffee culture, establish the cell lines, and. Try them, try to get it to work, to put them in the biomass, get it into this thing. I, I don't know. They, they say the first cup was very exciting. I don't know if I want my coffee to be exciting. But the fact that they were able to create it, I believe, is what they're talking about. And it does involve, there will be conferences because it involves plant biotech, it involves chemistry, it involves food science, and then after that it's going to involve branders and tasters and everybody else in the retail end of it. So I I think it's really interesting. Um, This is something that came along in the 1970s as an idea of something that could be done, and finally we've got somebody that's putting it together. These are strategic research targets that this particular organization there, there in Finland Um, really is devoted to trying to solve the world's biggest challenges. You may remember uh, the cellular agriculture is not 
their only thing. You may remember that they also were working on food sources to reduce the amount of methane produced by cows. Um, I don't think that I don't think that went too far, but it, there's there are places where they are attempting to reuse all of that. We'll talk about that another day. Fortunately, I don't have any current research to tell you about. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. That's very kind of you. There are there are a lot of people with good voices on radio. You're very sweet. Um, <laughs> Ken, I'm not even going to talk about that one. <laughs> But yes, we do all find alternatives. We absolutely do find alternatives. If we if we can't see, we look at the neighbor's page. If we, you know, we have other things that we need to get past, we we tend to get past those. Y'all are so funny. I'll tell you, y'all y'all tickle me. And because you tickle me, I'm going to talk about squirrels. Yes, one of these days I'm going to have to go back through the jewelry box and the bag and the things. Did you do this? When something breaks, do you put it in a collection of the things that are broken that you might fix one day? I now have, I could use a quart of super glue at my house for all the things that are in this particular shoebox of broken stuff. But one of them is a, a pin that I really love a lot that is a squirrel that the pin part has come off of. And I, I think about that and real, remember that it was given to me because I, I do talk about squirrels a lot. I live with a lot of squirrels. And they're all named Binky at my house, not because of me, but that's just how it how they evolved their name. And I got to tell you, they're fun right up until they yell at you and throw things at you like they do to me. But the the squirrels are having somebody somebody's caring too much, I think, and studying them too much. University of California Davis, of course, um, is known for all sorts of interesting research. Um, I did not know this, and I'm still not sure how they can tell me this, but according to the journal Animal Behavior, squirrels, much like the cats that we talked about a few weeks ago, squirrels show personality for four main traits. The cats, you remember, had 14. But the the squirrels do four main traits. Boldness, yeah, we got those. Aggressiveness, yeah, sometimes. Activity level, ho, 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 ho. Watch, watch the trees in my backyard. They're moving a whole lot more than they would be moving if it was just the breeze. Okay, the squirrels are busy. And sociability. And this is where I'm telling you they are going to make a nest. This year they've started already. I'm look, I don't know that it's going to be a real cold winter, but they have already started building the nest in the back in the big tree. I don't know how to tell them this. I'm taking that tree down this year. Oops. It's a big one. It needs to come down. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Personality matters, though. They care. I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I think it takes a bunch of different squirrels, just like it takes a village, because I've got the bold ones, I've got the more aggressive and the less aggressive, and I've got some that are so sociable, they will literally come up and look my cats right in the face, and the cats aren't the least bit impressed. I don't know. The world is full of squirrels, and this is Weekend Garden. Don't cry, baby. Look at where you've been. Everybody knows. You just need a friend. Please, please, please. Go down on your knees. Carry on. Carry on. Your head is full of doubt. You can't figure it out. 
What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start. My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need. My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. The hunt is over for all your deer camp setup needs at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in Bolton since 1871. Get your food plot set up with mixes from Pennington, J&J, and Wax Company, along with ryegrass from Nelson and Marshall. And don't forget the wheat for those doves, along with fertilizer, spreaders, and sprayers. Feeders by Boss Buck Gravity and Moultrie, filled with rice bran original, peanut butter, persimmon, along with corn, mineral salt, as well as that Buck Robber Game Matractic. Game cameras, hunting license, wasp and bug sprays, and much, much more. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your deer camp setup specialist. Downtown Bolton since 1871. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a wink on troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Wouldn't it be great to create beautiful curls and waves anytime, anywhere? The Conair Unbound Cordless Auto Curler makes it easy. Hair goes in. Picture perfect curls come out. Stay gorgeous on the go. Get your Conair Unbound Cordless Auto Curler at Conair.com now. And for complete rules and details on how you can win $2,500, plus fantastic products from Conair in the Back to Beauty sweepstakes, go to ConairBackToBeauty.com. That's ConairBackToBeauty.com. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Companies. If you thought you missed your chance to refinance and save, think again. Mortgage rates have recently dropped, and Rocket Mortgage can help you save big when you call 8338-ROCKET today. For example, with a $250,000 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, you could get a new low rate under 3%. If your current rate is over 3.75%, you could lower your payment by over $100 a month, saving thousands in interest. But you've got to act now, because no one knows how long these low rates will last. So when you need a simple way to get big savings, Rocket can. 
Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Refinance offer assumes a rate of 2.99%, 3.21% APR, 70% loan-to-value ratio for the cost of 1.75 points. $4,375 due at closing. Monthly payment of $1,052.66. Taxes and insurance not included. Payment will be greater. Rates current as of 72621. Conditions apply. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. I hope that you are going to let this beautiful weather open your heart to more gardening this week. Maybe you need to plant some shrubs. You need to get out there and do some soil work so that when it's time, you'll be ready to dig one up from mama's and bring it back over to your place. Maybe you've got something else that you want to do entirely. Maybe you're trying to build a deck, for goodness sakes. People have been trying to do that all summer, and everything keeps being, well, let's just say out of time and out of place. Uh, one of my neighbors was complaining. I said, this looks like the week. I think there'll be some some deck work happening around the area. I know whatever else you're doing at this time of the year, you're starting to think about the change of the season. And it is different now than it was last week, but don't get too comfortable. Don't. If you've never lived in the southeast before, we really don't ever put up the shorts and flip-flops entirely. So just keep them handy, but... I hope you'll be like me and you'll know exactly where you put your wrap for for today. I think today it's going to be warm enough. I'll be in shorts by the afternoon. But the good news is that that's really the best time of the year for the garden. When we transplant, put out, if it's the strawberries that Corinne's doing or it's this interesting, yeah, it's really tough, Chuck. I appreciate that. Um, Chuck's got a cabbage plant that's being chewed up. Now, if if it's coming out from the ground, that's one problem, but this doesn't look like that. This looks like it's going to be just one of those common cabbage worms. And that's you look for the frass, look for the little black droppings, but you also look for the critter itself. It'll be only about a half an inch long before it eats your plant, and then it'll be really big. So don't let that happen. Pluck those off, and then get some spinosad and dust or spray the plant with it. I like dust in this case because you can see that it's there, and you can reapply it if it rains rains off or if you wash it off in in watering the plant. That is spinosad. It's the the product that I like um, that is the easiest to get hold of for vegetable gardening, in my experience, is, is from our old friends at Bonide, and it is Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew. I know that sounds crazy, but it's it's a really, really good product. It's if it, if it works as well as it sounds crazy. So Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew. Chewing insects, beetles, um, even a little bit of work on mites, but it's a good it's a good naturally sourced product that will make a big difference in the way things work at your place. Yes, our uh, our beautifully our, our beautifully diverse population of squirrels are causing the sometimes I think maybe when the aggressive and the boldness really gets after them and those tend to dominate. That's when I see them move away from my garden. I, I find that they have a more sociable environment there. But I'm not kidding you. they got to be sociable to live in a nest that's three feet across, and that's what it looks like they're building here. I have... I thought that the story about the evolution of the plants over those all those years was really going to kind of be the peak of all of that. But 
I got to tell you, there's new work coming out from Geneva, the university there, about Subarin, and I actually had to stop and think. I don't know when I have heard Subarin in anything since I was in college, which, as we all know, was a while back. But Subarin is the cork-like layer of a root, okay, that is where everything – when we talk about the exudates and we talk about the the, the roots taking in things and, and building themselves based on the microorganisms in the environment, we're talking about that process going on in the Subarin. And so what they're working on with this is this, this particular lipid area is a protective barrier against all kind of environmental stresses. We talk about – Build your soil, make it healthy, make sure that the plant roots have everything that they need, and they can take a whole lot. This is the sort of research project that proves that. It doesn't have to just be something that you see. It's something that we understand. Um, if you if you feel like if you've got coal crops and you've got um, the, the chewing on one of them, yes, you're going to have it on others. So, yes, spray your other plants or dust them as well. You're going to want to do that. You're absolutely right. That was a good idea. I'm not going to go on about Arabidopsis. We'll talk about that some more next week. But the fact that we're understanding more about the way that roots arm themselves and nourishing the Subarin turns out to be very, very important. We knew it. We know the layers. We knew it instinctively. But understanding with this piece of research how much more that particular part of the project, the process rather, is important for us to be able to have healthy roots. I I truly mean what I tell you. I don't water something that, that I've put in the ground after I've improved it. It is because my soil is really very, very good. Um, I got I got spoiled. I grew up with good soil to grow in, and then I, I moved to places where it, it was pretty good, and then I moved to where it's just awful. So <laughs> raised beds and improving soil are a big part of my world. You probably want to be that way, too, if you are gardening in the southeast. The um, University of Bonn has brought us a little piece of information that I think is important at this time because we are talking about some other changes in the way we do things. Um, There's been a whole lot more work in delivery of everything. There's been less traffic into stores. You see some places like fast food restaurants are rebuilding so that they have more outdoor and more counter access from the outside. Those are all things that come about as a result of a pandemic. There are things that happened after the pandemic in the early 20th century that we don't even think about that are the same way. Some of, in, um, for example, the, um, the, the tunnels that we see in cities where you go from one place to the other without ever going out into the environment outside because it's freezing inside or it's really, really hot. Those things came about at the beginning of the 20th century in an effort to modify the environment that people were living in because it, it was understood that you caught cold, you know, that you caught the flu out in the environment. Masks, of course, those things also, you know, had a lot to do with it. Um, one of the things, though, that we are understanding more and more about, though, is that separation, and we we talk about this with older people particularly, that when you're, but, but it's it's so true for kids as well. Loneliness is tough. If you if 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 you feel lonely, and everybody has felt lonely at some time in their life, um, you know that 
it's a you feel like there's a need for something that's not there so there's a longing that goes along with loneliness if it persists though it can lead to terrible mental problems and anxiety as well as depression so what in the world how do we tell these things how do we know about them the control prove a group that studied this were for people that do not suffer from persistent loneliness so they wanted to try and figure out how they could make those things coordinate with other opportunities and it really does come down to something i said earlier today I have to remember to eat my Cheerios, okay? I mean, and I use that as a generic term. There are things that I have to remember to do. There are things that you have to tell yourself. If if you're, for instance, a, a multivitamin user, you have to remember to take the multivitamin. If you are a dog walker, you have to remember to walk the dog. In this case... Any of those things. It doesn't have to be a medicine. It doesn't have to be a, an animal. It doesn't have to be another person. But the things that you put together that cause you to feel better in the same way that we talked about the dopamine response last time, when we do things that are the, the routine is actually going to make us feel better and make us less lonely if we will allow it to. And that's the big deal. You got to choose not to be lonely, you got to choose to be a gardener you got to choose, as often as you can, to be kind to other people. Take care of yourself. Take care of your friends. Take care of your garden. And come back next week for more Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. 
Need furniture or bedding now? The pandemic caused a big slowdown in production and shipping, so the wait can be longer than you'd like. Fortunately, Miss Skelly's has preferred status with our vendors, so despite some delays, we actually have a lot in stock and ready to go. Check out what's available now at MissSkelly's.com. The selection is growing, so if you don't see what you want, check again. Then order online or come into one of our showrooms. That perfect piece may be in stock and ready to go at Miss. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.